Welcome to the first episode of our brand new CAMS Digital podcast. CAMS Digital is a research unit within Greater Manchester Mental Health NHS Foundation. Our aim is to develop digital technologies which can improve the mental health and well-being of vulnerable children, young people and their families. Our first ever guest today is Charlie Stockton Powdrell. So, hi Charlie. Hi Emma, thanks for having me. Firstly, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be our first guest. Um, we're really excited to hear from you. Um, I don't know if you'd like to start by maybe introducing yourself and we'll get to know you. Yeah, of course. Um, so hi, my name's Charlie stockton Powdrell, and I'm a Senior Project Manager at the University of Manchester. Um, I work within the Digital Health Software team and I oversee the delivery of mobile applications and platform technologies that are used in research projects that typically support people with long-term health conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis or psychosis, or in some cases can improve opportunities for screening, for example, in the case of helping young people um, identify their risk of developing breast cancer. Um, And uh, some of the things I like doing outside of work, um, I, I enjoy walking and generally being outside, especially when the weather's good. Um, I enjoy cooking and baking, uh, spending time with friends, which I'm really missing just now. Yeah, well, it sounds like you do like a um, very wide range of sort of work, um, which we'll get to hear more about later, hopefully. Um, but our first question uh, for the very first podcast uh, is a short, simple, but very important question, I think, which is, um, how are you really feeling today? <laughs> no. So how I'm really feeling is I think both nervous and excited. Um, Nervous because this is a first um, for me and a first for the series. So I hope that it has a positive impact, Uh, but also really excited to be involved um, and hope this is uh, one of many podcasts to come. That's that's a very good answer. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, I think I'm a bit nervous, but also very excited. So (laughs) I I can sort of sympathise with that. Um, please could you describe a typical day um, for you uh, and also how you feel after a typical day? Um, okay, so my days vary quite a lot um, in project management, so it's difficult to say what a typical day might be, um, but I tend to start each day the same way. So I start each day at work by checking my calendar to see what I've got planned for the day ahead and then try and prioritise what I have to do within that day. Um, And I also make sure I'm prepared for any meetings I have. Um, I often end up with unplanned meetings that seem to just pop into the calendar. um, So I have to fit those in around planned activities. Um, But I think an important part of project management is being able to be flexible where you can as well. Um, I usually end the day the same way I start it as well, by seeing what's in my calendar for the next day so that I can make sure I'm prepared. And I actually usually feel quite tired after a typical day um, and I look forward to making dinner because that's one of the ways I unwind and relax. That's, um, yeah, that's really interesting because with cooking and and it's nice to sort of have something to look forward to, especially, you know, dinner's like a given, so it's something you can look forward to every evening. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it just breaks up the day a little bit with working from home now. I don't have that commute, so... 
although in some ways I miss that, it's nice to have something that signals the end of the working day. Yeah, yeah. And do you find that um, you're working more when you're at home now than perhaps when you had sort of the commute to break it up? Or are you managing to find a good balance? So I think sometimes I am probably working slightly longer hours. Um, but I think it's probably fair to say that I may not be quite as productive at home. Um, I think I'm still, still, still working hard and getting a lot done. But I think sometimes the day stretches a little bit. Um, I think it probably balances out. Um, so it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm uh, doing uni from home at the moment and... Uh, sometimes I'll spend a lot more time than I probably would if I was in uni mm -hmm. but uh, I sit in my pajamas sometimes so I, I'm definitely not being as productive as I would be if I was doing uni <laughs> at university. Um, so um, the, the next question we'd like to ask is um, so we know you did uh, your undergraduate degree in psychology and I was kind of interested to know what made you interested in psychology and um, how this kind of developed post-graduation into the role you do now because it's um, some would say it's probably not the most typical route to go down um, so it's just really interesting as to how you sort of got the opportunities you did and how you found um, yeah the role you do now. Um, so, yeah, that's a really interesting question, Emma. And, and you're right. It's not what you might consider a typical career for somebody who has done a degree in psychology. Um, although I think it's important to say that um, psychology, I found, was quite a, a broad degree that opened opportunities for lots of different areas of work, which I think was a real strength. Um, so what made me interested in psychology? Well, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I didn't complete my A-levels, so I decided to do an access to higher education course to enable me to go to university to uh, study to become a teacher. Um, and psychology was one of the subjects I studied, and it really sparked some interest. So I thought, I don't want to be a teacher. I think I'd like to be a psychologist, so I decided to do a degree in psychology. Um, and I then realised that I actually am not quite sure what a psychologist does, but also realised there are far more things than just a psychologist. There are different types or varieties, if you like, of psychologist. And the degree covered far more than I'd ever realised. So I think the things I liked most were learning about different aspects of human behaviour and interaction. And that led me to a surprising job working in health psychology research. So during my um, undergraduate degree, I thought that I wouldn't work in research because I hated statistics and it was all about statistics. <laughs> um, and, then, and then you actually get to realise that in a professional research career, you employ people called statisticians who are good at the statistics and you don't have to worry too much about them. Um, and I really just ended up working in health psychology research and moving from being a research assistant to a trial coordinator, a trial manager, um, and then more and more into the project management side of things, which I really enjoy. Ah, oh, that's really interesting, actually. And I really like what you said about employing statisticians, because I'm not a fan of stats and I do psychology. So it's quite reassuring <laughs> to know that I might not have to do it. <laughs> There's some support out there if you need it.
it's really nice to know actually that um you know you sort of went in with one idea but your degree opened you up to a lot more than you initially thought so I guess my next question would be then um what interests you most about digital mental health research it's thinking about how we can use technology to help people um part of the interest in psychology was learning about people and their behavior but also ways in which you can help people And I think in some ways, technology can help us to reach more people than perhaps traditional face-to-face research can. But I think we also need to realize that not everybody has access to technology. So an important part of the work we do is to make sure we are as inclusive as possible and that we can make our technology as accessible as possible to um, as many people as we can. And we don't always get that right and we won't always be able to reach everybody. Uh, But I think recognising that and engaging with the participants of our research will really help us to improve that. So I think um, really what interests me most about digital mental health research is that I think we have the capacity to reach more people, um, hopefully, and help more people. I think that's really interesting. And it's something uh, that's sort of been brought up quite a lot during the COVID pandemic. Um, I think I know quite a lot about it because obviously being at university, a lot of students uh, when this first happened in March didn't have the um, means that meant they could carry on doing university. And I totally agree. I think it's so important that we're inclusive as possible with um, well, all types of technology, but especially um, digital mental health technology, um, because obviously we're trying to reach, like you said, as many people as possible. Um, to say what's most rewarding about your job? Um, So I think this goes back to um, something that I've touched on before. Uh, So knowing that we're trying to help people and having a positive impact on people's lives and their health and well-being. So empowering people to be able to help them manage their own symptoms better, to perhaps get a a different or better understanding um, of how things are for them. And being able to give something back that adds value, um, I think they're the things that are most rewarding about my job. That's really, really nice. Um, That's something that um, sort of resonates with me, actually, because one of the reasons I'd quite like to, in the future, work maybe with the NHS um, or in uh, the psychology sort of career uh, branch is because I'd really like to help people and make a difference um and I really value that so that's um yeah I really like that (laughs) do you have an idea of how successful uh your digital platform that you created for psychosis patients has been um and how how it's sort of developed over the, uh, the time that you've had it so that's actually a really interesting question um And I think it partly depends on how you would measure success. You might think about whether um, a a research question has been considered statistically significant or or clinically important. Um, I I think from our experience, uh, we have carried out some qualitative interviews with participants who have taken part in our studies. And we found that patients have said they like using the platform, which is called ClinTouch. And that's really great because they helped design and develop 
the platform. So it's it's always really encouraging to know that they found it uh, useful to use and they enjoyed using it. We also found that staff said they liked using ClinTouch um, during the interviews we've done after the trials. And actually, although the platform was initially intended to support people with psychosis and serious mental illness, we've actually been able to diversify since then and use the platform to support people with postnatal depression, um, certainly more recently. And this has been really positive because um, it's been especially useful during the pandemic where face-to-face -face meetings with clinicians have been limited. Um, so it's great to have been able to support more people throughout the development of this platform. That's, that's amazing. Um, I also sort of like how you told me about the quality of interviews. And um, I think uh, psychologists and uh, people in general can get caught up with statistics. And for something like um, the app that you've created, I think in my mind, if it can help maybe... I don't know, just one or two people and bring significance or uh, something new to their lives that's helping them, then I think it's, I, I would call mm -hmm. that a success. Um, I, I guess um, that's not practical, uh, really, when you have to look for funding and stuff, but I really like that it's um, not necessarily all about statistics. Um, and I really like that it's also your app's been able to um you know, diversify, as you say, and you can now um, use it uh, for women with postnatal depression. Um, and exactly, like, like you said, exactly, it's something that's been necessary during the pandemic. Uh, I think technology has become very necessary during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, it has. <laughs> uh, my next question then is, it's kind of uh, linked to what we just discussed about the pandemic. And it is how has COVID affected your job role or has it at all? Because I guess being in digital technology, you know, you might have already been doing a lot of um, what you're doing at home. Um, so, yeah, how has it affected your job um, role? So like many, um, I've been working from home since the middle of March. And in some ways, there has been little change in the actual day to day work. Uh, but of course, all meetings are now online rather than in person which I think can be quite challenging and tiring and something that we perhaps hadn't anticipated would be this way. Um, so, you know, you often hear about things like Zoom fatigue where people are just fed up of looking at a screen all day, um, which is very different from the uh, way that we would have had more natural interactions, I think. Um, I've already mentioned this, but I really miss seeing actual people and I miss those office interactions where you can perhaps just swing your chair around and ask a colleague something or uh, discuss an issue or, or a challenge that you're having without having to book in a, a planned meeting. Um, those kind of natural um, interactions are not as easy to achieve. Uh, but I am grateful that I have my health, um, I have my job and I have no commute at the moment. Um, going from upstairs to downstairs is, is fairly quick and painless. Um, <laughs> Being able to work at home in my slippers is a bonus. Um, and of course, I can't forget the appearance of my cat, Ferdy, in most of my meetings. <laughs> I'm afraid you can't see him. That's definitely <laughs> You can't see him now, but he is curled up asleep next to me. I love it when a cat sort of enters a Zoom meeting, <laughs> an unexpected <Yeah>. visitor. <laughs> I, I, I totally get where you're coming from with things like Zoom fatigue, though. Um, and I think it's 
definitely a an uh, unexpected consequence of having to do everything online. I guess this question becomes more relevant, um, especially because, like you said, you're working from home. Um, but it, do you find it difficult to switch off from work mode? Um, I guess it was probably easier when you were working in an office. Um, so, yeah. Um, how do you find uh, uh, another really interesting question? <laughs> um, and, and I think certainly it's different from when I was working in the office because that walk uh, to and from the tram uh, was all, always quite a nice way of switching off and winding down and allowing your thoughts from the day to uh, process and then sort of drift away. Um, so I do sometimes find it difficult to switch off from work, especially when I'm really busy or there are pressing deadlines to meet. Um, but I do switch off quite easily when I take annual leave, which is nice. So as soon as that out of office goes on, then I switch off. Um, of, course, of course, it can be a bit of a struggle sometimes to re-engage when you come back to work and having to engage your brain again. I agree with the walking to be able to switch off I really like that because I'm I commute as well um or did commute sorry and uh, I used to like walking to the train and being able to sort of take in everything else and forget what yeah. I had just done really but yeah that's brought us to our last question uh which is not related at all to the pandemic um and it's just sort of uh if you could have an any career in the world um, what would you pick? What a question to end on. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I guess there are lots and lots of careers out there that I think would be really rewarding and really exciting. Um, I often liked the idea of delivering flowers to people because you make people happy, um, which I think would be lovely a lovely thing to do. Uh, most of the time it's to make people happy, I think. Um, but I think, I think I'd quite enjoy um, being a counsellor um so and and I don't mean uh working for the council um <laughs> I mean um so I really enjoyed the counseling skills elements of my degree um and I think anything that involves helping people is something that I'd be re really interested in doing so I think if I was to change careers it would probably uh be something like that career to have if you could pick anything in the world and um, that's really nice um, and I, I agree it's nice to be able to help people and make them feel happy so um, thank You're you welcome. for ending it on that note <laughs> and thank you very much for being our very first guest on our very first podcast. Thank you very much indeed Emma I've really enjoyed the interview um, and uh, I look forward to hearing more podcasts from you in the future. <laughs>